If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Calls Cloud Business Phone Service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk, even in a post-2020 election or in the midst of it or wherever we're navigating through, whatever we're navigating through here in these days following, uh, following the election. It is absolutely incredible what we're dealing with. In fact, the closest analogy I can come up with here is that we're looking at 2016, the 2016 election meets 2000, I should say, back to the Gore-Bush years. For those of you that have followed politics for a while and followed this, you definitely remember, definitely remember that whole shenanigan and the process and the lawsuits and the recounts and all this sort of stuff. Democrats, again, were never happy with the number of votes counted until they showed or they thought they would show that Al Gore would be president of the United States. So here we find ourselves in this argument, this battle, this and there's so many questions that that abound. I mean it is it is just truly over the top. Welcome welcome to the program by the way. My name is Todd Huff, your host here on the program. Many of you may be new listeners, especially as we've, um, you know, we've, you may have first uh, been introduced to each other on election night. I know some folks have been new to the program. My email is Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. You can email me your thoughts, your questions, your opinions. Yes, I'll even accept your adoration and praise there. Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. And you can always connect with us on Facebook. So long as our friends at Facebook Allow that to be the case. And so now we're having uh, an argument in the wake of what is going on here, which candidly is a lot, a lot to to absorb. It was a lot to absorb later into election night. It was it's a lot to absorb here, even in the days following following the election, which now we are. What, 48 hours from when the election day really, um, election day itself actually, actually began. And you hear this message, you hear this, I'll say, talking point 
because this is what the left does. They're using this this phrase, count all the votes. We just want to count all of the votes. That's all we want to do, and that seems so benign. In fact, in fact, anyone who claims that you don't want to count all the votes is not a good person. Why would you not want to count all of the votes? Do you not care about what people think? People people take their time to to fulfill their constitutional duty to fulfill their uh, you know to to speak their voice politically in this nation what do you you want you don't want to count every vote that's how this argument is being framed of course that's not what is at stake here we want to count every legal and legally casted ballot that's what needs to be done we also don't want numbers numbers to appear out of nowhere Numbers to appear out of nowhere for um, Democrats overnight, and that happened. That happened overnight between election night, Tuesday night, and Wednesday morning. In fact, I'm looking here at an article in The Federalist written by John Daniel Davidson, headline, Yes, Democrats are trying to steal the election in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. In the three Midwest battleground states, vote counting irregularities persist in an election that will be decided on razor-thin margins. So Mr. Davidson writes this as of this writing, which I don't see a time or date stamp on this on this piece, but this is uh, a relatively this is I believe I saw this this morning, but I don't know when it posted. As of this writing, it appears that Democrat party machines in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania are trying to steal the election. As reporters and commentators went to bed early Tuesday morning, all three states were too close to call, but President Trump led former Vice President Joe Biden by comfortable margins far beyond what had been predicted in the polls. Pause here for a moment. Pause here for a moment. If you remember, for those of you that were listening uh, to our program, Election Night, from the Freedom 95 studios, or maybe even yesterday. Yesterday's a blur to me. <laughs> Yesterday's a blur because I uh, simply, uh, none of us had a lot of sleep, but we did a lot of talking. I did a lot of talking there for a while, and it's a blur when I said what, but I do remember specifically at different points Tuesday night and I believe yesterday, said that I would have preferred what I saw Tuesday night even into the wee hours of the morning. I think I saw 2.30 on my clock before I decided to actually put down my phone and close my eyes and try to go to sleep. Um. But I remember thinking I would rather be President Trump. I said that. Because that is what I thought was true. And the thing is now, I don't know what is true because of what what we're finding with some of these irregularities. So this is that was the case on Tuesday night, even early into Tuesday morning. I remember saying that President Trump, of course, didn't have as many states called, but in the states that were still up for grabs, he was leading in most of them, and his leads in those states were larger than the leads that Biden had 
in the two states where he was leading. And I hate talking about this like it's a horse race, but maybe I should rethink that. You know, I normally said elections are not horse races. You know, once all the votes are counted on election day, people act as though it's a it's a horse race. You know, Biden retook the lead in Pennsylvania. That's not the case. I'm just saying that's these are the sorts of things people would say. But all the votes had been calculated or tallied. Cast it's just a matter of tallying slash calculating them. It's it's a matter of the numbers to come in. The all the points, if you will, had been scored. Except for now, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure that the game isn't still going on for many in the Democrat Party. That's what this. To go back to my comments off the top of the program, this count every vote situation. This count every vote situation means that the left wants to count ballots. They want to count these mail-in ballots for as long as it takes to give them enough votes in states like Pennsylvania or wherever to guarantee a Biden victory. Or, as a friend of mine pointed out, it's not just about Biden at this point. It's also about the Senate. You know, they were licking their chops. They thought they were going to ride in on a blue wave. May I point out a couple of things? As of right now... Or as of last che- the last time I checked, I guess I should pause. I haven't checked this morning. I checked late last night as I was preparing. But as of late last night, the Republicans in the House of Representatives actually have gained seats. Now, they're still projected to be in the minority, although Kevin McCarthy seems to disagree with that. Kevin McCarthy seems to believe, House Minority Leader, that we, the Republicans, and I say we, I'm a conservative first. I'm a conservative first. I've got some problems with the Republicans, but right now we're talking about some very fundamental things, very fundamental ideas. Like, for example, um, who agrees with the founding principles of America and who is a socialist? That's really the divide that we have ideologically between the two parties right now. It's insane to to think about this. We are in, in, in a battle for literally the survival of the republic. I know that that's that's those are strong words, but it, but it's true, folks. We are there are people on the ballot. Kamala Harris is the most liberal senator in the senator in the U.S. Senate. These are not folks that are friendly to the ideas upon which this great nation was founded, and this is an ideological battle being waged, and it's taking place on the political battlefront. And so, and so, this is obviously very important. And we know, we know that there are many reasons to not trust the radical left and the Democrat Party, and that is what Mr. Davidson is writing about here. So let's go back to his piece in The Federalist today. He continues, none of the networks called these states because enough mail-in ballots remained uncounted that it could swing either way, but Trump's position looked good. Agree 100%, just what I was saying. Then something strange happened in the dead of night. In both Michigan and Wisconsin, vote dumps early Wednesday morning showed, and I know you've seen this. If you haven't, brace yourselves. 100% of the votes going for Biden and 0%, that's zero, so not even one vote, for Trump. So overnight, Wednesday, excuse me, Tuesday night into yesterday morning, 
both states of Michigan and Wisconsin had vote dumps, data that was supposedly entered into their system. It was entered into their system, supposedly legitimately entered into their system, where the numbers showed 100% of the votes going to Biden in both states, 100%. Folks, I remember watching, you know, back in the day, back in the day, there were uh, make-believe elections when Saddam Hussein was the dictator in Iraq, right? They had these make-believe elections, and I remember watching the numbers, and even Hussein didn't try to get away with 100% of the vote. In fact, it would show the numbers come in, and they were, you know, 93% or 96%. They, they wanted to give a couple of percent just to show that not everybody could get on board with the great benevolent dictator Saddam Hussein. And, of course, those 4% were probably tortured, thrown into the equivalent of Iraqi gulags, tortured, beaten, raped, and murdered. But that's another awful story of big government in our history, history of the world. But not even Saddam Hussein pretended to get 100% of the vote. So in Michigan, think about this. Overnight, last, well, Tuesday night into Wednesday, Biden got... He writes here in the piece, 138,339 votes, and Trump got none, zero, in an overnight vote dump. Now, he, he writes here, his, his colleague at the Federalist is one of the individuals who noted this. He writes, when my Federalist colleague, Sean Davis, noted this, Twitter was quick to censor his tweet, of course. Of course, Jack Dorsey, fresh off his cross-country hiking escapades, looking like the mountain man uh, that he wanted to, I guess, be at the Senate hearing here recently. He decided, of course, he and his team decided to censor that tweet. Why would you censor that tweet? It, it's fa- This is as factual as you can get. In fact... In fact, um, he compared vote totals on the New York Times website. And that's what he writes here, even though all he, he meaning his colleague Sean Davis, had done was compare two sets of vote totals on the New York Times website. And he wasn't the only one who noticed, although on Wednesday it appeared that anyone who noted the the Biden vote dump in Michigan was getting censored on Twitter. See how this works. Others... We're quick to note that the partisan, uh, there was partisan censorship from Twitter and raised concerns over how 100% of a vote dump could possibly go to Biden. But the social media giant has maintained its crackdown on sharing information like this. Twitter users could not like or share a tweet from the Daily Wire's Matt Walsh, noting the 138,339 vote dump. BuzzFeed later reported, and I've got to take a break here, but BuzzFeed later reported that according to a spokesperson at Decision Desk, uh, Decision Desk headquarters, the votes for Biden were, quote, the result of a data error created from, quote, a file created by the state that we ingested. When we noticed the error, they said, it updated the count, which somehow gave 138,339 votes to Biden and zero to Trump. It turns out the vote dump was the result of an alleged typo, an extra zero that had been tacked on to Biden's vote total in 
oh boy, Shiawassee County, I guess, Michigan. It seems the error was discovered only because Davis and other Twitter users noted how insane and suspicious the vote totals look and demanded an investigation that uncovered what was either a typo or an incredibly clumsy attempt to boost Biden's vote count. I'm going to stop here. But folks, this is what, these are the sorts of things that create all of this havoc, uncertainty, the questions. This is why, by the way, this is why Biden, Biden coming across very calm at this point. And I'll tell you what, that should be concerning because that tells, that tells me, that tells me that there may be even more going here than, than folks are being able to, to sniff out because this should be a very, we've said it from the beginning, a very close election. None of the, the tightness in these races in the states surprise me. It's just that they're all seeming now to tip towards Biden and there's which it look is a possibility. I'm I'm open to that. I I understand that this, and I've said that. I, you can go back to archives of this program and hear me say that. But, but for what reason? And what are these things that are happening? We've got people covering up windows in polling places so that you can't see the counting process. That's described as transparent. We have Pennsylvania. We've got. Leaders, leaders of that state basically saying Trump cannot win. They're supposed to be responsible for counting votes. They're out there basically campaigning, saying that their guy is going to win. It's just a remarkable situation we have on our hands. And it's one thing to lose an election. We have to be prepared for that reality. If we lose based upon real votes that are counted or cast by real people that meet legal requirements, then that is the game. That is the way that it goes, folks. But if we lose because people are fabricating numbers or stuffing ballot boxes or doing other nefarious activities that steal, dare I say, the election from whichever candidate, that cannot be allowed to happen. Why should we even have to make that, that statement? Again, think about all the time the Democrat Party has invested in furthering the notion that voter fraud is a myth. In this country, what do you mean voter fraud is a myth? Voter fraud is not a myth. Voter fraud is a real thing. People have been prosecuted. People have been convicted of voter fraud. Heritage has a big list of people, list of examples of people who have been convicted, tried by a jury of their peers and convicted. This is not a made up thing. It doesn't mean it's the only scenario. It doesn't mean that Biden didn't somehow win this thing because of the hatred for Trump. And may I ask this question as well? Who's the, who are the ones that, you know, one of the things that they're trying to do is make you feel guilty for raising these questions. But who's the ones that have invested for four years into the notion that Trump stole the previous election? <sighs> anyway, long in the segment, lots to discuss, lots to wade through. Quick timeout here is in order, though. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Just sifting through all of the came uh, all of the chaos happening here, 
in the wake of this election, although we're not in the wake of it. I think we're still in the midst of it. At least you could certainly make that case with some of the things happening. Going back to the article here in The Federalist that points out some pretty incredible irregularities with the tallying, the counting, the adding of additional votes to the states of Michigan and Wisconsin overnight. There's additionally problems when you look at counties. For example, as the article continues here, there was also something suspicious about the vote reporting in Antrim County, Michigan, where Trump beat Hillary Clinton by 30 points in 2016. Initial vote totals there show Biden ahead of Trump by 29 points, a result that can't possibly be accurate as plenty of journalists Noted. So literally, Trump wins by 30 points against Hillary Clinton. And then in 2020, this latest election, the one that we're in the midst of now, 2020, that's a 59-point swing. Trump losing, according to what's being reported, to Biden there by 29 points. He won over Hillary by 30 points. I don't think anything like that could be found maybe I, I i just can't envision what where that would how that would happen anywhere in the country but a 59 point swing between 2009 or 2016 and 2020 after the strange results caught the attention uh, caught excuse me national attention election officials in Antrim County said that they were investigating what they called skewed results working with the company that provides their election software to see what went wrong the county clerk said that they plan to have an answer by yesterday afternoon. Then another mysterious all-Biden vote dump had happened in Wisconsin. Biden miraculously overcame a 4.1 Trump lead in the middle of the night thanks to vote dumps in which he got, you guessed it, 100% of the votes, and Trump got zero. And there's people on Twitter that are uh, showing the graphs and so forth. So that's what's predicating the Trump uh, Trump team's request, demands for a recount in the state of Wisconsin. All this question, all these questions about Michigan. We've got Pennsylvania. Trump's out there. They're declaring victory. Trump's team has declared victory in Pennsylvania, North Carolina, and Georgia. All those states are still outstanding, and they are predicting. They are predicting that they will win Arizona when all the votes are counted. Fox, folks, this is, we, we are in a scenario that it just, it's incredible to, to witness and to, to look at this. We're in a scenario where Fox is calling states for Biden, way, well, a state in particular, for way too early. CNN seems to be the more patient, reasonable uh, reporter of you know, determining who's winning states and who's calling states and so forth than Fox. Fox is doubling and tripling and quadrupling down with their uh, their the, the the individual responsible. I don't even I, I've seen him several times. As his name is escaping me, but the individual leading the count, the counting desk there at Fox News, he's doubling and tripling and quadrupling down on on Trump losing Arizona and Biden winning it, except for. Last night, when some of these numbers started coming in, the first drop of votes, I haven't seen what the second numbers were yet, although, I, I mean, I've seen them. I just haven't calculated them. 
the first drop of votes for Trump last night in these counties that we were waiting on showed that it was either 57 or 59 percent. I think I've seen both numbers of those votes that came in last night came in for Trump. He was on pace for exactly if, if that maintain if that pace is maintained, he was on pace to do exactly what Trump's team has said will happen, which is Trump would win the state of Arizona by possibly around 30,000 votes. If all this stuff is true, we, we got Nevada out there. There's an, what a 7,500 vote difference in Nevada. You got Pennsylvania. I mean, it, it's, it's remarkable what is happening right here before our eyes. And there's reasons to be concerned. And I want to play a bit. I'm going to, I saw an interview that Kaylee McEnany had on, I think it was Fox. Yeah, she was on Brett Baer last night. And I just want you to listen. Actually, there's Eric Trump out there as well, explaining, articulating what is going on, what is at stake. And, you know, the Democrats and the left have invested four years in President Trump being a stealer of elections, being a nefarious individual, a dictator who's going to refuse to leave the White House if the American people decide to vote him out. This is the narrative. This is the story. Of course, the problem is the president should not leave if it's being if the election results are not are not valid. That should be challenged. That shouldn't just be winked at and you know, President Trump just concede. That should not happen. He's doing exactly the right thing here. And I just look we have seen what President Trump has exposed to anyone who wants to see this is that to the radical left, and I've said this before, government is their God. Government is their religion. The deep state we've seen exist. The deep state is the Democrat Party. The deep state is Washington, D.C. By the way, what were the vote totals in Washington, D.C.? It was like 92, 93 percent for Biden whatever else, whatever small percentage for Trump, 90 plus percent from the deep state. You look at what happened in 2016. It took us a long time to get information about this, but the Obama administration spied on Carter Page and the Trump Trump campaign. This is undeniable. So it makes me wonder, what are we going to find out? Team Biden and, excuse me, the Harris-Biden administration, God forbid, the Harris-Biden campaign anyway, what did they do? What did they do to get into this position today? These are fair questions. The questions are fair. Allegations, making you know, making blanket allegations and and so forth is is irresponsible. But this is these are fair questions. These are individuals that are not trustworthy. We have a lot of bad folks in a lot of positions of power. A lot of bad folks that are operating inside the the deep state inside that bubble. In Washington, D.C., we've seen all sorts of attempts to undermine the Trump administration during his time as president. It's been a constant assault. If Trump fights back, they freak out. They say it's an assault on the freedom of the press, and they cry, and they moan, and they whine, and all this sort of stuff. Anyway, this is what we're dealing with. This is not over. Trump can still win this. I mean, this is, I'm not saying it's likely. I don't even know at this point. I would just like to know that whatever we end up with 
is the actual vote number or vote totals and so forth. And I don't even know how in the world we begin to know that. And in close elections where there's uh, – in the states that are close, a few thousand votes here and there can add up to make a tremendous amount of difference. So keep talking about this after the break. Lots to sift through. Sit tight. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back. In addition to what I've just shared with you about Michigan and Wisconsin, we get the issue in Pennsylvania where they are wanting to, they, the uh, election officials in Pennsylvania, they want to count ballots um, received after deadlines that aren't even postmarked. I mean, this insanity goes on and on and on. Now, I think you can say both things here. Look, if Trump loses on the legitimate vote count, as much as it pains me to say it, Trump loses. If Trump loses because of nefarious activities or at least because of questionable practices or vote dumps or whatever the case may be, then that's a totally different animal. People like you, people like me will not sit down quietly and take that. That is just not in our DNA. That is not in the DNA of what it means to be an American. That is not going to be something that we let drift off quietly into the night. And more importantly, more importantly, President Trump's not going to go down for that as well. Project Veritas has released another undercover video. There is a uh, mail carrier in Michigan, who kept his identity hidden, and he told uh, Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, he told him that they were instructed to go to these mail drop-off locations, and because a court had ruled that the ballots had to be postmarked by November 3rd, Election Day, which, I mean, is completely reasonable— but what his what his uh, supervisor told him, this mail carrier in Michigan, according to his allegations, is that he told him to take the uh, the the, the mail in ballots out of the drop boxes and then affix a postmark from the previous day. Fraudulent activity designed to count ballots that were did not meet. So take take ballots out of the drop boxes that were there on Wednesday, postmark them for Tuesday so that they could get so that they could get counted. Postmark those by hand. That's an allegation as well. Kaylee McEnany is putting some of this into perspective also. She did that last night on special report with Brett Bear, with uh, Brett Bear and uh, Martha McCollum. And I'm going to play a little bit of that interview, but I'm going to have to do it after the break because I got to keep us on schedule here as we do this. But, I mean, there there are so many things out there from Arizona uh, and, and Fox calling that state early. Trump's team still saying they're going to win that. And actually these returns that are coming in now showing us that is certainly a possibility. We have 
irregularities in Michigan. We got a recount requested in Wisconsin where there's also irregularities. We've got Pennsylvania who has all but told us that what (laughs) – this is a little bit hyperbole. But basically as long as it takes them to find a way to find ballots for Joe Biden, that's what the state election officials are kind of hinting at. That's that's a little bit hyperbole, but I'm not sure that that's far from far from reality either. They've guaranteed us Biden will win once, quote, all the ballots are counted. Of course, we find out that all the ballots mean ballots that don't meet the legal requirements, and then they accuse Republicans of wanting to stop counting, when in reality, they're counting things that never should have been counted. So all these things going on, just trying to sift through, uh, sift through these things. It's still obviously not a good position for Trump to be in. But again, it's, it is not over either. Fox has Biden at 264. CNN has Biden at 253 electoral votes. That's basically one or two states away from the 270 needed. But again, when you look at this map, and if the Arizona numbers are correct, then there's a very real possibility that both of these folks still have a path, Biden and Trump, to get to 270. So timeout is in order here. We'll get back and play this interview from Kaylee McEnany, or at least part of it, on Fox News last night, back here in just a minute. Not trying to instill a, you know, un, I don't know, an undue amount of hope here. It's still not a good position for Trump to be in. But again, when you look at the states that are outstanding, you look at Pennsylvania, the lead there. You look at North Carolina, the lead there. Georgia's lead is out of those three states, I believe, the the smallest at this point. Uh, but all of them are within a couple of percentage points of, of having counted all of the ballots, allegedly. And this is the sort of thing that jokes, people make jokes about this very thing. I remember during the, the Democrat National, uh, whatever, the, the, the convention, it might have been, may have been the Republican convention, Rahm Emanuel, Deadfish was on ABC, and he said, we have a saying in Chicago amongst Democrats, and he said it a way that's flipped from the way I'd always heard it. He said, vote often and vote early. He actually said, <laughs> he actually said that on TV. I hear I thought we have always said, when I, we've jokingly said that the Democrat believes in voting early and often, but he said vote often and early. Either way, the same, I guess the same thing with slightly different spin, but when there's there's jokes about these things, folks, this is our republic. This You talk about damaging to our democracy, as they say. Here you go. Here you go. The way that this is, some of this stuff has been handled. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean that Trump has won, but it means, wait a minute. This is not the way that this is supposed to be going on, and there's legitimate questions and legitimate concerns. And I just want you to hear Kaylee McEnany. I don't have the time to play all of this, but if you missed her last night on special report with Brett Baer, you can hear her articulate some of these reasons and concerns and questions. Here you go. Good to join you. So these 
cases where you're pressing to have more clarity on them. The president said, you know, at this point, the damage has already been done. So what is what what do you hope to achieve, for instance, in the Pennsylvania situation? And do you have we were talking about New York moments ago, any real evidence that anything untoward has actually happened there? So let me start by saying Philadelphia in particular has a history of very peculiar results. You had um, in the case 59 different precincts where Mitt Romney got precisely zero votes, which is very unlikely um, and curious indeed. Just six months ago, you had a Philadelphia judge uh, who was convicted in a scheme to accept bribes as he cast fraudulent ballots four months ago. You had a Democrat individual who was charged for in 2014, 2015, and in 2016 stuffing the ballot box with fraudulent ballots. So we want to be on alert. And what that means is having people at the polls, volunteers who can observe how the ballots are counted and ensure that it is counted accurately. Right now, we're not being given that. So that is what this lawsuit is all about. Free, transparent observation of what is going on in Philadelphia. What's the ultimate remedy here? Are you trying to close the gap in Wisconsin? John just talked about the last recount uh, in Wisconsin that, that netted about 300 votes. In, in Pennsylvania, what is the, the goal there? To, to question any possible fraudulent absentee ballots and get them tossed out? So let me start by saying uh, the component of being able to observe the ballot count is one component of what's happening in Pennsylvania. Uh, we just want to ensure everything is fair because we do believe we're going to prevail. Brett, by the most conservative estimates that we have come up with, very conservative, saying we get, let's say, 5% of the vote in Philadelphia, 30% of the vote in remaining counties. And that is indeed conservative because when you look at Westmoreland County, when you look at Franklin County, these are counties we carry by 69 to 80%. I am saying if we only count 30% of that for Trump, which we believe it will be far more, we anticipate winning Pennsylvania by 40,000 votes, which is why we have declared victory. Nevertheless, we want to ensure that there is fair counting. When you look at a state like Michigan, uh, where this is your reporting, Matt Finn from Fox News is reporting, putting up papers so we're not allowed to observe spoiled ballots and whether they are rejected or counted, uh, that is a problem. So we want fairness because we're going to win in Got a it. free election where the votes are counted fairly. Yeah. Well, I think that transparency is something everybody can understand. Okay. Just, I don't have any more time. I just wanted you to hear just some of the things. And by the way, Kaylee McEnany is, does a fantastic job at getting right, uh, right to the heart of the matter here and getting to some of these issues. I mean, you, you think about the, the city of Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. It actually sounds like the city of pro- professional voter fraud is what it sounds like. And there's Pennsylvania, Philadelphia in, in particular, has been a problem for a long time. She's articulated that. I just got, I'm out of time. Out of time. Come back and wrap up. You're listening for Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in a minute. folks all of the time we have today but this is a a moving target we have I, I think i saw north carolina yesterday this i don't even know last night it's a blur said that they don't expect to have the rest of their votes tallied i think for another week i think i saw november 12th is that right november 12th we've got questions about nevada which i think is supposed to give new numbers today but who stinking knows at this point who knows 
lots of things developing here and we'll be walking through this with you each and every step of the way thank you so much for listening guys i truly appreciate it if you're new if you've been here from the beginning thank you so much for being a part of this program god bless guys have a great day sdg see you tomorrow take care